in all the earth there is no one like you in all the earth oh god there is no one like you heaven and earth are full of your glory hosanna 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 is your name Oh Adonai, we worship you. Oh, Father, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you, oh God. Thank you, Father, for the privilege, Lord, to come before you. Thank you, Father, for always giving us access, Lord. Thank you, Father, because we always have an audience with you. Every time we come before you in thanksgiving, every time we come before you in sincerity of heart, oh God, you cause the doors of the heavens to be opened unto us, oh God. And indeed, you cause a river to flow unto us, our Father. We give you praise this morning. We thank you, King of glory. We exalt you. We worship you, oh God, not just in our words, Lord, but even by our very lives, Lord. And our desire is to continually be the worship that is raised unto you by reason of our of our sacrifice by reason of the decisions we make by reason of our conduct and our character lord we want to enthrone you always as the king of kings because you reign and you rule and there is no one like you you indeed are the king of all kings you are the king of the universe you are the master of creation you are beautiful oh god it is a privilege indeed, Lord, to be marked by you, to be counted worthy to stand before you, O God. We thank you, O God. We give you praise, Father. Once again, this morning, we have come before you and we ask, Lord, that you will cause the channels and the portals of heaven to be opened up to us, Lord. Father, we ask, Lord, that even as we come, we will not just hear mere words, Lord, but Father, your spirit, Lord, as, as your spirit beckons on us, O God, our spirits will be quickened, Lord. Our souls will awaken, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, once again, we have come for a touch. We have come for a touch from you, a touch from you, a touch from you, O God. Father, we ask that your hand will rest mightily upon us, O God, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' precious name we pray. We thank you, Father. We commit today's meeting into your hands. Every word that we hear, O God, Father, we ask, Lord, that your spirit will breathe upon them in the name of Jesus. Every word that we receive, O God, we ask, Lord, that your spirit will brood upon them in the mighty name of Jesus. When By the time we're leaving this place, O God, Father, we, we are living here stronger. We're living here better. We are living here, Lord, as men and women that have increased, Lord, in stature. In the name of Jesus, fill us up, Lord, with the knowledge of you. That is why we have come, oh God. Father, fill us with the knowledge of you. Give us revelation from your throne, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Good morning, everyone. Um, thank you for joining this morning. Um, it's good to have you all here. Um, I thank God for another privilege today to bring the word of God to us. And I'm just trusting God and trusting the Holy Spirit to stir us in the direction that he desires. Um, so I'll just quickly share announcements just so that, you know, in case people drop off before, uh, have to leave and go to work or, you know, anything like that. Um, so prayer rain was scheduled for seven days and to the glory of God, we're on day 10 and we're going for 14 days. Um, prayer rain holds every month, first week of the month, seven days, unless the Lord directs us to take it further, do 14 or 21 days as the case may be. 
after the prayer ring for this month, we are transiting into the prayers for the Children of Influence um, Conference, which was mentioned, announced rather, and that is going to start on Sunday the 15th. So prayer ring ends this Saturday the 14th, and Children of Influence prayers will begin on the 15th, and it will flow into the week, and then the conference will be on the 21st. So technically, we are praying for 21 days. Um, also... I think that's that's about it actually. Um give 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 to prayer rain. Um admin, please if you can share the um details for people to give. Um people had asked us how they can make transfers with PayPal. So we've created a PayPal account. Um so it will be shared in the in the chat. So please look out for it. And if you're on the group, so we'll share that after the session today. Um, so praise God. I welcome you all once again in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So interestingly, um, I'll just go right into it. Interestingly, yesterday God began a journey with us, or rather in the last, um, this is our second week, God had already started this journey with us and he was, you know, he's been talking to us about power. And um, we saw the different types of power and all. And I believe that this week what God is doing is, you know, above other things is um or rather among other things is that he's showing us strategies for power and he's showing us like the relatable ways that um we can um steward the power and how we can also apply it into our everyday lives because you know it's easy to hear these words and it seems like such a heavy word you know it seems like oh my god it's so big how do i connect thankfully the lord showed us um in one of the sessions last week how we bridge the gap between you know um what we are hearing and where we are at and it is through faith it is through the capsule and the bridge of faith um so yesterday i shared with us and i talked about the power of um um transformation the power of transformation i believe or transformation for power and well look out for the youtube <laughs> recording um so this morning i'm just going to continue so yesterday we started talking about um towards the end of the message i started talking about david and how he defeated goliath right and this morning while i was praying you know I, I just, I was asking the Holy Spirit, I was like, okay, God, what do you have for us this morning? Um, and I sensed that the Lord was saying that we should even go into Goliath and see what Goliath represents, because it's easy for you to hear Goliath and the power of transformation. Thank you, Inda Mola. Um, it's easy for us to hear Goliath and we just think, hey, it's one big man, one bouncer, like standing in front of all the bars in Lagos. You know, um, or you may just think, oh, is one intimidating? You know, the spirit is a tyrant, actually, but there's so much more to that. And I pray that as we hear these words today, the Lord will begin to open our eyes to see the different areas that Goliath has produced or reproduced himself in our lives in the name of Jesus. So defeating Goliath and binding the strong man. So Goliath is um, that scripture that we read about David and how he defeated Goliath. Um, we saw that Goliath was the Philistine um, giant and he came to threaten the children of Israel. And David rose in that day and the armor of Saul was, you know, the, the, Saul the king wanted to give him his armor, but he said, thank you so much, but I think I will just work with what I already know. Essentially, he stayed with his own armor and that was what he used to go into battle. And yesterday we talked about the importance of becoming and growing into your own mantle, you know, because a day will come just like the day came for Deborah and the day came for Esther and the day came for Daniel and the day also came for David where, um, and the day also came for Joshua where Moses was dead and he had to arise and be the one to lead the children of Israel into the promised land. So, um, one of the things that I said yesterday was that being a sidekick can only serve you for so long that day is coming for all of us, you know, and we must all prepare. We must all be ready so that 
just like the scripture says in Hosea 13, it will not be said concerning us that the day that we were supposed to arrive, just like Ephraim, we will be too stupid and we will not be able to come forth. That is what it means to prepare for the day. You know, you don't want to wait until the day of arrival and you're trying to figure out. And the day of arrival is not just a day. It is a season. It is a time. You know, it is a period that the heavens are open and a certain manifestation is expected. But many times we find ourselves just trying to play catch up, you know, and we've been trying to play catch up in the body of Christ for too long. And I believe it's one of the things that the Lord is setting straight for us in this season. So giants, we see they are introduced in scriptures in the book of Genesis chapter six. The Bible refers to them as Nephilim. So I'm just going to read Genesis six, one to four. And it came to pass that when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair and they took them wives of all and they took them wives of all which they chose. So the giants um, saw this, the sons of God, those uh, the giants, um, the Nephilims, they saw that the daughters of men were fair um, and they took them as their wives. So they coveted them and then they took them and made them their wives. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man for, for that he is, for, for, for that he, he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men and they bare children to them, they, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. So the Bible introduces giants here and talks about how they were on the earth. And we understand that these giants were fallen angels. Um, that fell with Lucifer um, when, you know, he rebelled against God. And so they um, began to inhabit the earth and they didn't just inhabit the earth. They now started um, going to um, choose wives for themselves from the tribe of men. Um, so the Bible refers to them as Nephilims and what Nephilims actually represents is not just a physical outward expression of a tall, big, strong man, but it's actually the embodiment of a spirit and a government that is against the culture and against the government of God. So like I said, the Antichrist spirits or the Nephilim spirits or the giant spirit or the Goliath spirit, the strong man is not, is actually, I would say, like the spirit of homosexuality is actually, it has, it's the Nephilim spirit that is at work there. So on the outside, you may see the men acting like they are soft and, you know, all of those things. And on the outside, they look weak, but on the inside, it is actually a strong man, you know, because it is acting, it is going against the government and the nature that God placed in man, you know, to begin to desire things and to begin to um, desire things and want a different posture from what God designed. So the homosexual, um, homosexual spirit itself is a Nephilim spirit, you know, um, and we see that um, the Bible starts by saying um, the, 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 the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were fair. And I want us to take note of that because it all started with that's with verse one saying, it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born to them. Two things. One, the men began to multiply. So we see man walking in purpose and walking in the divine dominion, divine mandates that God gave him, which was be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. So when a man is walking in purpose, the, the fruit of him working in purpose is that he is reproducing daughters. And by daughters, I'm not talking about the gender. I'm talking about what a daughter represents. The daughter is the one that has the womb, meaning they have the daughter has the ability to reproduce or recreate that from which she or it came from. So it talks about men and daughters. So we see it's not the sex or the gender here. It is the office. So man was multiplying and giving birth to daughters that were multiplying more men. And it was when man was working in his purpose, we began to see that the kingdom of darkness and the sons of God began to notice that daughters were um, being produced or daughters were being birthed. And they now started taking those daughters for themselves. Why? We see that it didn't even just begin here. This attack on the womb, this attack, 
this attack on the daughters, this attack on um, you know the seed that um, that that God has placed in man. We see it happening in the book of Genesis chapter three, from verse one to six, um, where the serpent came and met with Eve. And I'm saying this so that I can set the tone, and we're going to spend a good amount of time praying today, so that by the time we enter into prayer, we will understand what we're praying. You see, because if you remember, one of the first things we established when we start when we started on this journey of prayer is that um, the most powerful prayers are not prayers that are born from desperation. Desperation is good, but what keeps and sustains your prayer and gives power to that prayer and causes you to receive receive your expectation or receive what God has portioned for you is the prayers that are birthed from revelation. So the reason why I'm taking the time to say all of this so that by the time we have entered prayer, we would be praying from a place of revelation and not just from um, from um, you know our feelings or from our thoughts. So Genesis three verse one to six. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God has made. I'm reading from the King James version. And he said unto the woman, Yea, had God said, Ye shall not eat of any tree of the garden. Can you see it happening again? The serpent came for the woman, the one that had the womb, the one that had the ability to produce the seed came for the woman again. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, you will not surely die. For God knows that in the day that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as gods, knowing good from evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, remember in the the first scripture that we read, the, the, the sons of God, they saw that the daughters of, uh, the daughters of men were fair. And here it says, the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree, and a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruits thereof and did it and gave also unto her husband with her and he did it. We see this happening again in the book of 2 Samuel 11 from verse 1 to 2. And here is David. Um, the story of David and how he coveted Bathsheba. And it came to pass that after the year was expired at the end, at, at the time when kings go forth to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David tarried still at Jerusalem. And it came to pass in the evening tide that David arose from his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof, he saw a woman washing herself and the woman was very beautiful to look upon. So we see here that it starts with a perspective, the way you begin to see things. And you see what they are saying, the things that the what the Bible referred to as fair for the, for the daughters of men and also the fruit looked good for, for food in the case of Eve. And also here, David saw the woman washing herself as she was very beautiful to look upon. We see that if you go to the um, the origin of these words is the same thing and it's a word that has been reoccurring since we started prayer in and it is tov and tov is um it speaks of the ability to you know having the ability to recreate um the the nature of god having the ability to bring forth the sacred future so um the question is was david wrong to see Bathsheba? he wasn't wrong to notice what she carried, but the question is, was it the time for him to do that? So many times it's not even whether or not something is the will of God, but the question is, is this the right time? Is this the appointed time? Is this the season where God is giving this thing to me? One of the things that we must know is that not because a door is open means that you should walk through it. A lot of people are taken by opportunity or looking for the next best thing and any door that's open to them, they want to run into it and say, ah, God has done it for me. Has God really done it for you? Or is it you that has coveted a thing so much so that when it comes and it is placed before you, you are unable to discern whether it is time or whether it is a test for the thing to see how much you can 
put a knife to your throat. So sometimes God will place these situations and he will place this, um, will I say these opportunities before us just to test the state of our hearts. And we see here that what they were really coming for in the case of David and in the case of Eve was the seed. The enemy was actually coming for the seed because um, he wasn't just trying to, and we see how the story plays out. He wasn't just trying to trap Eve with a fruit. Neither was he trying to um, get David to, you know, um, satisfy the lust of the flesh really quickly. We see in both cases, when God was sending them out of, when God was sending them out of the of the garden, what he said to, what he said to them was that, um, I'm looking for that scripture where he said that um, he will place the seed of the woman and the serpent always at war. And um, it is the seed of the woman that will bruise the head of the serpent and the serpents will bruise the heel of the seed. So they will always, always be at war. They are constantly fighting. They are con Genesis 3, 15. Thank you. They are always contending. They are always at war. And the question is, why is that so? Because you see, the reason why the Nephilim came and they wanted to pervert, you know, or wanted to take the daughters of men as their wives is because they wanted to. And remember, we're talking about timing also. What Satan is not an originator of anything. We must always remember that. So if you see him trying to plot an agenda or trying to do something, it's because he has seen it happening before. And because he's living in fear and agitation, what he's trying to do is quicken some processes so that um, when the appointed time for the thing actually comes, you know, it, it, won't, it, won't, it won't have any effect. So essentially, he was trying to pervert the seed of the, of the daughters of men. And the reason why he was doing that is because he knew that a time was coming where the spirit of the living God in the same manner, which had been done before, he knew that it would happen where God will cause his spirit to overshadow man or overshadow the daughter of man so that she would carry the sacred future so that she will carry the savior so that she will carry the anointed one who will come and redeem the world so what he was trying to do was create an alternate version or a perverted version of salvation and he was trying to use that to bring damnation upon the earth and upon the generation and upon the, the children of god praise god i hope you're still with me so we see that um, also in the case of Adam and Eve, God then said to them, God banished them from his presence. And he said he would cause the seed. Um, um, he caused the seed of, of the other one, which was David, to die. And the reason was because he knew that David was the one who through whom Christ was going to come. So he saw that the enemy was coming for the harvest. He saw that the enemy was coming for the future. So he had to allow the first child that Bathsheba was pregnant with to die. And after that happened, what now that what that now did was he led David into a place of repentance through his mercy. So people may look at it and say, ah, but why did God say he, he apologized? He said he was sorry. It was more than the verbal apology. It was about destiny. And we also see that as well. That was why God um, in the Garden of Eden, and God, that was why God had to send them out, you know, because they needed to redeem, they needed to walk through the journey of Re, um, repentance and arrive at redemption. So the enemy is constantly coming for the seed. Why? The Bible tells us, like I said, that um, the seed, God, God, God released the word and said that the seed will bruise the head of the serpent. And the head speaks of his authority. The head speaks of his, his pride. It speaks of his legacy, speaks of his best work. And you see the heel is uh, is interesting that the heel bone is what holds the the bones of the feet together and gives them support. So when the heel bone is ruptured or when it's fractured, the man is not able to walk. So what the enemy is constantly trying to do is to break the legs of the believer and cut down or remove his ability to journey, his ability to walk, his ability to leave footprints in, in the sands of, of, you know, of life, um, his, his ability to um, have footsteps, to have a legacy, to have a generation, to have a path so that when 
man leaves the earth, there is no proof or there is no evidence that he ever walked on earth. He's, a, he's, he's basically, the enemy is trying to take out the sons of God. He's trying to cause the generation of men to be extinct. The way they say, oh, now dinosaurs are extinct. We only hear about them. Some people will say, oh, they are dinosaurs. Some people will act movies and say, oh, they are still dinosaurs. You know, they found one, so and so, but it is still a... It's still a myth kind of sort of because nobody really knows for sure you know basically so that's what the enemy is trying to do he's trying to cause the sons of god to be extinct so every time the enemy is presenting something before and that's why it's important for people to for us to have eyes that can see because when we see right we are able to evaluate right so by reason of that conversation that eve had with the serpent what happened she began to see what she was seeing was not wrong, but it was not the time. And that's the problem. Just because a thing is good does not mean that it is time. You know, there's something about, there's something ungodly about wanting to take a good thing at the wrong time. There's something ungodly about it. And this morning, I want you to pray for yourself that the Lord will deliver us from coveting things at an, at, at, at the, at the time that has not been appointed for it. You see, because Every time you do that, the enemy is trying to create an image in front of you and making you feel like, feel like you are getting something that you are going to miss. But remember, God has already given you all things. The enemy is not giving you anything. Life is not presenting anything to you that God has not already purposed for you. The Bible tells us that he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. However, the Bible tells us that there is time for everything. For everything, there is a time and there is a season. Pray this morning that the Lord will cause you to understand the timings and the seasons, not just for your life, but even for the things that he has proposed for you to receive so that you do not go and create um, for yourself a time or create for yourself an experience that is outside the timing and the seasons of God. Father, this morning we pray, lift up your voice and pray. Just pray for yourself and ask that the Lord will give you eyes to see that you will be able to see accurately. You'll be able to discern accurately that you will not listen to conversations that will cause your sight and your perspective to be tilted. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we ask, Lord, that you will cause us to see, cause us to see, cause us to know, cause us to understand, cause us to hear for ourselves, Lord, and understand and know for ourselves the timings and the seasons, Lord, of our lives, Lord, and of everything that you have placed in us and around us, Lord. Show us, Lord, when to reach for the blessing. Show us, Lord, when to reach for that opportunity. Show us, Lord, when to Refrain from those open doors, oh God. Show us the things to say no to. Show us the conversations to not give audience to. Show us, oh God. Show us, Lord, so that we do not rupture or we do not abort the destiny of a generation, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Are you still with me? Are you still with me? amen amen so we see that the enemy is constantly coming for the harvest he's constantly coming for the harvest constantly coming for the harvest he's not just coming to it's so much more than our eyes can see you know it's so much more than the temporary satisfaction and many times we get caught up in that you know, many times there's just that agitation of that, oh, I've waited for so long, I might as well. But has the Lord said, or has the Lord not said? So we must always be positioned rightly so that we'll know what the Lord is saying. Um, so we see, like um, we saw, we, we, we read in Genesis 3.15, um, the, enemy, the enemy is trying to bruise the heel of of the seed. Um, but we know that scripture in Luke chapter 10, in Luke chapter 10, verse 17, um, the 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. So here we see Christ overturning um, that, you know, that word that was spoken over man and over his seed. And he said, I have given you the authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Meaning now that we have the authority from Christ Jesus, we are able, and he said, um, 
um, I have given you that authority to trample on them and to overcome all the power of the enemy. So he's telling us that even that strong man, even that uh, um, Nephilim spirit, you know, I have given you the authority to trample on it and to overcome all the power that they may have. So the battle truly is the Lord's. So every time we see things like this playing out, we must realize that it is a battle of the gods. It is a war of the gods. It is something that we must first address from the spirit and not from our flesh. Praise God. I made a few notes about what the heel bone represents, um, but I already shared that. Um, Interestingly, we see also another person who was a product of this misevaluation or um, ungodly perspective was Mephibosheth. And Mephibosheth is the grandson of King Saul. Um, And he's also the son of Jonathan. Um, He was the grandson of Saul and he ended up as a lame man. And we are talking about bruising the heel of the seed. He was, he ended up a lame man. And I don't think, you know, when I was reading the scripture, I started to connect the dots. I said, maybe it wasn't just because his nurse or his nanny was careless with him. Some things may play out in the physical, but they are a product or a result of certain things that have already happened in the spirits. So we see in the life of Saul, that Saul was a man that, you know, God had chosen him, but then he became very proud, you know, and he began to neglect the government of God. And um, we talked about how the spirit of God left left Saul yesterday, talked about how the spirit of God left him and the spirit of God rested on David. So um, he compromised on the future and the inheritance of his seed and of his lineage by reason of his inability to discern um, and to rule and to judge according to the leading of God. And here we see it playing out that Mephibosheth, the grandson, he could not walk. But a day came when Mephibosheth was visited. The, The house of Saul was visited by King David. And when he went there, he asked for the son of Jonathan and he invited him to the table of the kings. I want us to pray for ourselves this morning that if there has been any decision that we made by reason of a lack of discernment, that the spirit of God the mercy of God will visit us and will restore us just the way David restored Mephibosheth and took him from Lodiba to the king's table. I want you to pray for yourself this morning that restoration will come to your household. Restoration, redemption will come to your household by reason of the mercy of God. Pray that the mercy of God will meet you this morning. Pray that the mercy of God will be released over you this morning. Pray that the rod and the scepter of the king, the seed of David, the soul of the living God, the person of mercy, Jesus Christ himself, will have mercy upon you, will release and cause a season of mercy to be opened up unto you so that it will lead you to the path, through the path of restoration, and that everything that may have been lost in the past and previous seasons, or whatever it is the enemy was aiming for in your future, the Lord will restore the past, the present, and the future by his mercy. Father, we pray this morning, Reba Sunda Thank you. 
in jesus name amen father we thank you for the authority that you have given to us lord authority over snakes authority over scorpions authority oh god over the nephilim spirit my god we ask and we pray lord that you would even cause us by reason of this authority to see lord the areas where they have represented or reproduced themselves oh god in culture oh god in trends oh god in our world today lord you will cause our eyes to be open to see and identify them father so that we will not fall victim to them in the mighty name of jesus we ask and pray oh god that we will not fall prey we will not become prey lord to the to the to the Nephilim spirit, oh God, to that spirit of the strong man, the one that comes to pervert the will of God, the one that comes to alter the government of God, Lord. Father, if there is any way we may have um, 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 walked in alignment with this spirit today, Lord, we, we we call ourselves back. We call our souls back to the order and to the government and to the leading of our Lord Jesus Christ. We ask, oh God, that you will deliver us this morning. Deliver our thinking. Deliver our living. Deliver our lifestyle, oh God. If there is any conditioning that has happened to our minds, oh God, or happened in our lives, Lord, in ignorance, oh God, if there is any way, Lord, we did not tend the garden of our lives, Lord, and we left ourselves to chance, and the enemy came to plunder and sow that seed, and defiled even the good seed that we had. Baba, this morning we pray for deliverance, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We call for a holy purging this morning by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the blood of Jesus. Father, we pray that you will wash us clean once again. We ask, Lord, that you will cleanse us, oh God, Father. You will purge us, oh God, from our insides, from our Wombs, oh God, in any way, Lord, that the nature of our womb has been compromised, Lord, by reason of mixing or interacting, Lord, with these spirits, my God. I ask and pray, Lord, that you will restore us, oh God. You will redeem us, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Cleanse us and make us whole again. Cleanse us and make us whole again. Your word says that we are made clean by the words that you speak over us. Lord, as we break the bread of your word this morning, cleanse our very lives, cleanse our very souls cleanse our spirit cleanse our womb oh god cleanse our mind jesus cleanse our thinking oh god cleanse everything that concerns us cleanse our businesses oh god in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in jesus name we pray amen amen amen, amen. So we see it's important for us to even guard our conversations and guard and be careful of the kind of company we keep. The Bible tells us in Psalm 1, it talks about the man who doesn't, he said, and the, the Bible calls that man blessed. Another thing about Tov is that Tov speaks about the blessed one. So the Bible said this man is blessed, not because of the words he has spoken, not because of the many things he's doing necessarily, but because of the posture of his heart. He does not sit in the counsel of the ungodly. Remember, counsel is a twin spirit. When we talked about the spirits, the seven spirits of God, the administrative expressions of the spirit of God, the spirit of counsel and might. So counsel and might work hand in hand. So if you are receiving counsel from God, it provides and it generates a power and a might and a strength in you to do that counsel. However, if you are also listening to the counsel of the ungodly, it will generate a might and a power and an ability in you 
to begin to administrate ungodly things that you are hearing. So sometimes you begin to hear people saying certain things. In fact, sometimes you will catch yourself saying something. You're just like, ah, where did this come from? Where did this? You're trying to trace it back. You're trying to do a soul audit. And then you will just realize, oh, it was probably that conversation I had with this person. Or you just realize you start seeing things differently. Why? You've interacted with someone so many times. You have sat in the counsel of a certain person. You have interacted with them. You have taken the words they've said. You have told yourself, it's no big deal. They are just words. Oh, it's just bands. That's another thing. Another trend. Oh, it's just banter. You know, just the usual banter. They were just talking and you sat down there. This is the season where you cannot leave words or you cannot leave conversations to chance. If there are certain things you do not agree with in your spirit, in your conduct, in your in your doctrine, in your beliefs, you need to stand your ground. That thing that they say, if you stand for nothing, you fall for anything. It is very true. So get to the point where people say, oh, this person is overdoing it. It is better to be known for something than to be known for nothing at all. I pray that this morning the spirit of god will release over each and every one of us the ability to be resolute and the ability to be um to be grounded in our decisions yesterday we were praying that the lord will help us make godly decisions we are praying that the lord will cause us to be consistent in our decisions and now we are praying that the lord the lord will help us to stand and to be firm in those decisions that we make we will stand and be firm in his word we will stand and be firm in the convictions that the spirit will releases over us in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, if there is any way we're praying, lift up your voice and pray and just say, Father, if there is any way I have given myself to the counsel of the ungodly and it has produced a might and an ability or a sight in me that, that makes me do ungodly things, that produces ungodly actions in my life. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for, for forgiveness this morning. I repent before you, oh God. Help me to reorder my steps, oh God. Cause me, Lord, not to stand in ungodly counsel father in the name of jesus father your word says that when i sit before kings i should put the knife to my throat my lord and my god show me how to take your word and put it at the seat of my emotions how to put it at the entry point and at the gates of my life oh god in the mighty name of jesus father show me how to take your word and bind it to my life oh god how to bind it to my soul how to bind it to my mind lord let me be bound by your word oh god and not bound by the doctrines of today, Lord, not bound by the trends of today, my God, in the name of Jesus. Help me, Lord, to be firm and to be grounded, oh God, to be single-minded, Lord, so that my body can be full of light, the light of your revelation. Let me not dilly-dally, Lord, even as I ask you for revelation, even I ask you, Lord, for the knowledge of who you are, Lord, let me not dilly-dally with the things that you give to me, oh God. Help me to understand the weightiness of your investment, the weightiness of the blessings of heaven that are sitting upon my life, oh God. Show me, Father, how to take them seriously how to stand firmly in them, oh God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. So, um, amen. Amen. Praise God. So we see here that it started with the seed. And I said this so that we can understand where the enemy is going. So when we start talking about Goliath, and we are now doing Goliath challenge, Someone will not just think that, oh, we just feel like coming up with a hashtag. You know, hashtags are cool and they're fantastic, you know, and great for search engine optimization. However, like, it is not, before we are arriving at a physical hashtag, we are taking care of it in the spirit. So when the Lord starts to talk about Goliath, you now want to take a microscope by the spirits and start looking closely at things in your family line that have been reoccurring and reproducing themselves and they have not been bruised you know by the head they've not been beheaded because when david killed goliath after he 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 after he had defeated him he made the statement by beheading him and that was what he told him. He said, I'm going to feed your carcasses. I'm going to feed it to the fowls of the air. You have to take the authority. You have to take it back, you know, and it takes warfare. So what we do in the place of prayer is that we are engaging in warfare. 
in the spirit so that when we arrive in the physical, it's like a smooth sail. It is a smooth ride. It is led by the Holy Spirit. Yesterday, we were talking about the velocity and someone, uh, um, you know, shed light in it on the chat and he said, yes, velocity is direct. Velocity has direction, but speed is just, you know, it's quick. Speed can be all over the place, but velocity is guided and it has direction. That is what the Holy Spirit is doing for us. When we stay in the place of prayer and we are allowing him to brood and we are taking in scriptures, what he's doing is that he's refining us and he's giving us direction so that we are not praying as um, someone says, scatter bullet prayer. You're not just praying amiss. You are able to pray by the leading of the spirit. You are able to pray into the will of God for your life. I pray that this morning, the Lord will give us velocity and cause us to have an understanding on how to wield the strengths that he has placed within us. As we come before the Goliaths, as we come before the Nephilims, as we come before the mountains that stand before us, that stand before our families, I pray that in the name of the Father and of the Son, at the Holy Spirit, the Lord will give us direction. We will be able to hit the mark in the name of Jesus, that we would not pray amiss, but we will pray by the leading of the Spirit. We will not miss our target in the name of Jesus. As we shoot by the instruction of the Spirit, the heads of Goliath will fall. The heads of Goliath will be slain. The authority will be given back to us in the name of Jesus. Right now, we take authority. That authority that Christ Jesus has given to us we receive it, that power and the authority. We receive it right now in the name of Jesus. As we speak these words and as we make this prayer, Spirit of the living God, we trust you to show us how to direct our prayers, how to direct our words, how to direct our lives going forward in the name of Jesus. Any sin, any iniquity, any siege, any ungodly the burden that the Lord has not given to us. Oh, Madi, Brunusuna Kaye, Rendusule, Brunus Kalibra, Dabazante, Kerebosunamante, Kaye, Dabosunamante, Kerebosunamante, Our body begins to reject them. Our bodies begin to reject them. Our bodies begin to reject them right now. In the name of Jesus, Mare, Bosuta, Brunusa, Kerebosunta, Kerebazante, Kerebosunamaye, Dabababa, Rendusunta, Kerebosunamante, Brunusunamante, Kerebosunamante, in Jesus' name, amen. You see, the thing about Goliath and the things about giants is that they are bullies. So the definition of a giant is that it's a tyrant and it is a bully. What does a bully do? A bully will come and try and scare you to probably take something away from you. And the thing about bullies, if you even like watch movies or, you know, the thing about bullies you see is that is the day you stand up against them, they, you realize that they really don't have anything going for them. But they will try and see if you can be intimidated. They'll keep coming, they'll keep coming, and they will not stop until the day you leave the school or the day you leave the excuse me, or the day you leave that establishment, they will keep coming for you. And another reason, or rather, one of the main reasons why we must be able to face with boldness face the giants and defeat them is because the giants that you do not confront and the giants that you do not defeat, they will not go. They will continue to spread themselves. Then one day they will look at you and your seed and they will come for your seed and they will defile your own seed and they will reproduce themselves. They will begin to reproduce themselves. So when the Lord is equipping us to battle, it is not it's not for us to contemplate. It is not conditional. It is a must. The reason why we must do it is because if we don't, it is, it's a battle of occupation. Someone must occupy. So the question is, are you going to occupy or will you allow yourself to be occupied? You know, you have to get to the point where you realize that this dominion thing, I have to take it. I must be violent with it and I must take it by force. So we're just going to be making some prayers this morning and then we'll be closing shortly. I want us to place our hands on our wombs this morning and I want you to pray over your womb. I want you to pray over your womb because we see these repeated traits in the enemy constantly coming for the womb carriers. And when I speak of womb, I'm not just talking to women. I'm also speaking to men because you have the ability to, to produce 
to reproduce, to bring forth life, the enemy will continually try. He will continually try to cause you to compromise or to abort your destiny. I want you to pray for your womb this morning and speak over your womb and say, I am a carrier of the divine nature of Christ. Therefore, I pray for my deliverance this morning. Deliverance from every ungodly burden because there are some people that get pregnant and they give birth to children. Some get pregnant and they have stillbirths. Some get pregnant and they miscarry. While some get pregnant or they think they are pregnant and they realize that it is a fibroid. And a fibroid is something that sometimes you even find situations where the fibroid will suffocate the actual seed and cause it to die. Remember, we are talking about occupying. So that fibroid in itself, I can say is like is I can liken to the Nephilim spirit. It will come and bully the child and take away the, the, the breath and the source of life, strip it off from that child and then fully occupy the womb. But this morning we are praying for ourselves this morning that any kind of fibroid, whether it be spiritual, whether it be physical, whether it be mental, any blockage that is suffocating the life inside us, that is suffocating the destiny inside us, that is suffocating the seed inside us. Oh, Karebo, Sondo Kurabasante, Rendo Sunde Brende Sikane Basataya. If you need to stand up, stand up. If you need to get on your knees, get on your knees. Put your hand on your womb and pray that no fibroid will come and suffocate the life of the seeds that God has placed inside you. Rendo Sunda Karebo, Mande Rene Karabasato, Amen. In Jesus' name. 
I want us to pray. I want us to pray that the Lord will, as we were praying over that, the Lord reminded me that the purpose of the travel is to birth. So the reason why we pray, the reason why we travel, the reason why we engage in warfare is because there is a birthing that is at stake. What is the purpose of carrying a pregnancy or carrying a seed or carrying a child for so long and not being able to birth? What is the purpose of finally birthing and giving and producing a dead thing? God forbid, God forbid, God forbid that we will stay in an extended season of traveling and never arrive at the place of birthing. God forbid, it is not our portion in the name of Jesus. I want us to pray this morning and say, Father, cloak me with your presence and impart upon me the spirit of prayer. The measure that will make a man restless until there is a release of body, a release of body that will set me, Lord, on the path of the travel, Lord. And I will travel at the appointed time and I will birth at the appointed time in the name of Jesus. For some of us, the problem is that we have not been able to pray. One of the things that PI says often is that we pray so that we can pray. The prayer that we are doing on prayer room is not the prayer that we should also be doing there is a prayer that you have to come into individually there is a place of travel you have to enter into that pastor isi cannot see that prayer ring cannot see that people cannot see all of this we are doing to stir ourselves up so that we can arrive at the place where we by ourselves are praying we are traveling we are engaging in warfare father in the name of jesus cloak us and mantle us oh god with your spirit and set the spirit of prayer to rest upon us and cause us to enter a season of travel cause us to enter a season of travel. The time of breathing has come. My Lord and my God, for those of us that have not even entered traveling, our Lord, we ask that by your spirit, you will induce us, oh God, and cause us to enter that season. It may be a quickened travel season so that we can breath at the expected time. My Lord and my God, do the quick work in us. Do the required work, Lord. Whatever it takes for us to enter that labor, for us to enter that warfare so that we can breathe. My Lord and my God, I do not want this month to end. I do not want this day to end. I do not want this season to end, oh God, and I am still in travail. My God, in Jesus, oh God, my rebel by the by the power of the Holy Spirit, induce me, O God, and cause me to push, and cause me to bring forth, and cause me to birth, O God, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. You will cause our waters to break and you will cause us to enter the posture of the push. The posture of the push. The posture of the push in the name of Jesus. For some that may have been carrying, for some that may have been um, 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 waiting to bring forth for so long. Some have stayed longer than their time. Some have not even entered into their time. But Lord, you are saying now, you are saying you will arise and you will have mercy on Zion because the time to favor her, yes, the set time is now. Our Lord and our God, that's which we, which we require to be ready and equipped, oh God, for the now. Lord, release it over us in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Release it over our businesses. Release it over our institutions. Release it over our children. Release it over our minds. Over our endeavors. Release it over our lives. Release it, Father, over everything that concerns us, In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, 
God. And when we birth, oh God, let it indeed be the sacred future. Let it be good. Let it be fair. Let it be beautiful, oh God. In the name of Jesus, our Lord and my God, let it not have anything that mirrors, Lord, the mark of the enemy, oh God. In the name of Jesus, let it not carry any strain of perversion of the kingdom of darkness. In the name of Jesus, our Lord and our God, we invite you to come in and flush our wombs of darkness in the name of Jesus flush our lives of every darkness oh God in the name of Jesus spirit of the living God we hand over to you and we give you the authority to midwife us through this process in the name of Jesus Father it is the season of quickening Baba we invite you to do a quick walk in us an advancement an acceleration oh God graces oh God for this season oh God in the name in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, upon our seed, we plead the blood upon our wounds, oh God. Father, we pray that every nutrient that is required, Lord, in this time for the seed at this final hour, Lord, it will be supplied by the blood of Jesus. It will be supplied by the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Lord and our God, whatever still locks around in us, or whatever darkness, Lord, that we may have birthed, Lord, in times past, we ask, Lord, that you will cut off, Lord, every joint cut off every side, cut off every cord, Lord, that binds us in darkness by the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, Father, the blade of the Spirit, which is the the, the word of God, let there be a natural divide, let there be a natural separation now, right now, right now, in the name of Jesus. And I pray to every woman that has been diagnosed with fibroids, or I pray for every woman that may have experienced a miscarriage, or I pray for every and I pray for every woman that so far you have tried, but every time you have tried, it seemed like there was nothing. You may have been declared barren, but this morning, as we pray, we receive our seed by faith. We receive the promise by faith. We receive inheritance by faith. All the enemy has bruised you at the hill. The Lord is saying that the authority has been given back to you because the head of the giant has been cut off. In the name of Jesus, therefore the Lord is saying, take your net and cast it into the deep. Cast it into the deep one more time. Try again. Look out for that fist in the the fist of cloud. Look out for that fist in the cloud. Look out for that fist in the cloud. The Lord is saying, I am visiting you. The Lord is saying, let it be done according to your faith. Oh, my required. We will not be deficient. We will not be deficient in faith, oh God. The faith that we need to carry this seed, the faith that we needs to best this seed, the faith that we need to sustain this seed. Oh, my name is go against the word of God. Anything that couldn't go against the teaching of the Spirit cannot go against that which we carry. In the name of Jesus, that may be trained to show itself. When the cards of spirit are done, there will be no proof or there will be no evidence of darkness or evidence of evil that is resident in that which we carry. In the name of Jesus, ask for God that you will pronounce goodness over our wounds. You will pronounce goodness over our seed. You will pronounce goodness, life, Lord, over that which we carry. 
in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you praise, oh God. We thank you, Father. We get up this morning by faith. In the places, Lord, where our feet, our legs have been broken, we thank you because your mercy has invited us to sit with kings this morning. We thank you, Father, because in the name of Jesus, for those that have sat down and may have been crippled by reason of an attack on their minds, Lord, we get up and we take up our beds and we walk and we arise this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because restoration has met us this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, because going forward, we will begin to see and identify the traits, Lord, of the of the of the strong man, Lord. We thank you because you have given us the understanding of how to bind the strong man first in the spirit and then hand over to you, our Lord and our God. As we do this with you in you and through your spirit, oh God, we know that the victory is yours. We know that the battle is yours, and we know that we have indeed overcome, Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Almighty Father, and we bless you. We thank you for the testimonies that are emerging after this call. We thank you for the visitations and the encounters, oh God, and the confirmations of your word that are emerging after this call. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, every time you send your word, Lord, you watch over it to perform. Our Lord and our God, let there be a watching over by your spirit. Let there be a performance of these things, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we look to you. You yes. and you alone, Lord. In the day of weakness, Lord, we look yes. to you. In the day when our strength is little, we look to you. Yes, In the Father. day, oh God, that you even send us your word, we look to you because yes, we do Father. not know how these things shall be. It is your spirit that leads us. It is your spirit that instructs us, Lord. Every instruction that you give us from here, they shall be clear, cut, precise, Amen. oh God, and we will follow to the letter. In Amen. the name of Jesus, Amen. Lord, we thank you. Lord, thank we give Father. you praise. We exalt your holy name for Hallelujah. what you have done for us this morning. Hallelujah. All glory Hallelujah. unto your name, Abba. Hallelujah. In Jesus' Hallelujah. precious name we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. amen. There was a few other prayers that I wrote down. I don't want to make any promises and say that I will send it to anybody because I know I'll keep seeing it in the chats. This is when I send me the prayers. Um, but I would take my time and write them out and put it together properly. Maybe I will send it in the newsletter or maybe we'll put it in the group, most likely the newsletter, but you will get it. The day I cannot say, but you will get it. Actually, I will do it and you will get it. The prayers that I have put down for this meeting. Um, I know that the Lord is the one that has led us in this direction. And I know that we are not just living here and going away from what we have heard. What the Lord has done is he has pulled us and provoked something in us that will cause us to go deeper. So for some of us, we will find ourselves constantly praying all through the day at different times of the day. When the spirit of the Lord calls you to prayer, don't, don't turn it, you know, don't, don't harden your heart. If you, if you start feeling it in your spirit, if you feel the spirit of, it's not even a feeling. Once you sense that the spirit is inviting you and urging you to stay in prayer and intercession, respond by getting on your knees to pray. You may be at work. You may be in a, in, in a noisy place and maybe you are not able to excuse yourself, but in that place, sit down, begin to write, write what the spirit of the Lord is saying to you. This is how we steward our encounters. This is how we steward what the Lord is saying. This is how we prepare our ourselves to receive everything that he's releasing over us and i pray that indeed each of us will receive what we expect we will receive our testimony from god in jesus precious name amen, amen. god bless you all i bless you in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit son is asking for the details of the newsletter um there's a link if you're on the whatsapp groups will send the link for you to um, join the um, mailing list so that you can receive the newsletter you can receive the the notes um, so god bless you all have a good day and i will see you tomorrow thank you thank you thank you, thank you. Thank you.